Disclaimer. What you are about to hear is a lot of gibberish, strong information and off-topic ranting. You have been warned. Leo DiCaprio should play the middle Michael B. Jordan to did miss a star Her Jake Jilly used to smoke the sweet We about to talk about bullshit pictures Leo DiCaprio should play the middle Michael B. Jordan should date my star Her Jake Jilly used to smoke the sweet shots we, we about, about to, to talk, talk about bullshit pictures. Welcome to the show. Your favorite actor, my favorite actor, our favorite actor. I'm very loud. Actor. All right, you know what this is. This is another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal, whatchamacallit, the podcast where we're supposed to be talking about movies, but easily get off subject and get to talking about something else. But you can almost make sure, guarantee something that we're going (laughs) to maybe mention the individuals who make up the name of this here, John. It is your boy, Leo Archibald, Young Denzel, O'Shea Bretson Third, Slim Nady, aka Slim Pickens. Uh, who else that is? is like Nady Crosby, Robert Balmain Jr. Uh, who else that is? Belly Roland, uh, Nate Yawine, Caesar Christ, uh, Nathan's bodyguard. Um, oh, man. Who else? Bodyguard. <laughs> Lee man, you can go to soundcloud.com slash the great musical to find this podcast, other podcasts, freestyles, blah blah blah. You can go to youtube.com slash the great musical to find interviews from this podcast. We got the Katrina's last name podcast interview on there. We, <laughs> we, got, we got the Malik work interview on there. I could. I beg you to listen to that because apparently it's not. Nothing's happening with that episode. But shout outs to Malik Work. That's an exclusive. Um. Also, all your other social media stuff at the Great Musical because it is Joaquin Pennysworth, aka Pusha K, aka Kayanya Van Zant, Kai Dollar Sign Knife Guy, Booking Agent K. I'm. I haven't tried to book nobody in a little bit, so maybe I'll get back at it. Lou Ferrigno clearly didn't work out, but maybe he got a lot of emails and now he's just gonna get to mine. Lucky I don't try to find the phone number and straight call and leave yeah. a voicemail. Like what it would it do, Lou? Young Black Phillip, Kayanya Taylor Joy, you know, got glass coming out, got X New Mutants coming out, and third movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fossil Man, the Fitbit Messiah, Terry Hightower, a.k.a. Chevy K, a.k.a. Chorus Kojo, a.k.a. Station Wagon K, a.k.a. Chatwick Flossman, a.k.a. Sweet Lady, would you be mine? My sweet love for a lifetime. I'll be there when you need me. Just call and receive me. Sweet lady, would you be my 
Sweet, Sweet love for a lifetime. I'll be there when you need me. Just call and receive me. Hey. 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 All right. <laughs> you see any uh, movie since the last episode? My goal is to not see a movie for the rest of this year. <laughs> so that be a no. But I will say, I somehow acquired some films that I downloaded onto my laptop. Okay. So... In the coming weeks, you'll hear me say certain movies that I have now seen. All right. Movies such as... Can't remember which one I should put on there. But y- y'all, y'all, y'all get the annual Kyle catch-up on movies. And uh, shout-out to MoviePass and uh, for them ruining my subscription by yeah. announcing this big deal. I'm about to get that. It, it actually worked once this weekend. I went to the movies twice. It worked once. Emailed those individuals about giving my reimbursement for the one that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Didn't hear back from them. I emailed them again today. Didn't hear back from them yet. They trying to run off on uh, the plug. I want my 1095 back, <laughs> or however much that ticket costs. I'm not going to let go, so I want it. Uh, but I've seen a few movies myself. First up on the Fire Stick, watched Kidnap clear copy too i usually don't work out like that but i guess since this movie has been on the shelves for at least 10 to 20 years (laughs) there was a bound to be a nice crisp copy easy to access on the internet anyways this was uh this wasn't a bad movie (laughs) it wasn't a good movie i mean i know that's a generic statement but it was a movie that wasn't boring. Like it kept, it got stuff going from the jump. So that's why I can't be mad at it. But got a few notes. Halle Berry's character was talking out loud to herself a lot through the movie. That got annoying fast. <laughs> I don't know who the director is, nor do I care. But their directing was kind of bad during the action scenes. It was most notable during the first chase scene that they had. This. It was like, a, I didn't know this was on wheels type of movies. They had a lot of uh, <laughs> car versus car action scenes. Oh, okay. Um, so Holly Berry going to be in the next Fast and Furious movie. I mean, she could be the next villain. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, the movie could have been about 30 minutes because there was an opportunity where Holly Berry's character could have ran over both villains. <laughs> didn't do it. Um, I didn't like the villains, only because they were white trash hicks, and that made the movie feel cheaper and more or less important than it already was. <laughs> but I can understand cheap movie, you get cheap villains, but I didn't like it. They're, these are the type of villains you shouldn't be having a problem with. They should be able to be done with easily, and I wouldn't let no white trash person kidnap my child. I don't <laughs> care if I had to magically obtain superpowers to not let that happen. It's not going to happen. Um, I already said this was a car chase movie. And I want to let me just say the good things about this movie real quick. It was short, and it kept <laughs> and it kept things moving. So like I said when I started this whole joint, it wasn't boring, but this movie was not memorable in any sort of fashion. So you can think of movie that's been on shelf, not memorable. Halle Berry retrieve her child in a car <laughs> type of action movie. I'm pretty sure you can get the gist of this flick. Next up, 
at the movies, I saw Brigsby Bear. Okay. This was a great movie. The theater I was in, it was just me by myself until some smelly odor person came in and really lit some fumes in that theater. (laughs) And I'm talking, this person came in about 40 minutes late. Dang. And I thought they was talking to themselves in the movie because I kept, like, hearing some stuff. And I was like, is this person just constantly saying stuff? But I think it was the ricocheting of the speakers or some echoing or some sorts. But it was driving me bananas at first. But some notes I have for that. Kyle Mooney. That's his name, right? Yeah. Okay. I know the mispronounced names. <laughs> Even though there was nothing new about, like, the way he did this performance. Like, you've seen him play this type of character before. He did a great job just because that's what the character called for. And he just did a great job bringing that actual vibe out. Because somebody who's been locked away in a bunker all their life, basically, for like 25 years. But thought that's how their life was supposed to be. And then you bring them out into the actual real world and see how they act. They're going to be a little odd and... Kind of like they got Asperger's or something. <laughs> and that's the type of vibe he gave off. And I thought he did a great job. The movie was funny. I wouldn't call it hilarious. But funny. And it's one of those weird movies. But it's not overly weird. It's not like lop the lobster level weird. It's just like it finds a common ground between being an indie type of weird flick. And then being a movie that has a broad message and like people who like commercial flicks can find appeal with it especially when it comes to the end of the movie and because it has like a heartfelt nature to it being like this outcast trying to did the sound change i'm messing with the Uh-oh. being like an outcast <laughs> that, that <laughs> one sounds funny being like an outcast in the world and then trying to find his place all while not really trying to change who he is and uh Speaking of that, I like how the movie approached the the whole story of somebody trying to reacclimate themselves into the real world. I thought the way they did it was more real life than I've seen other films do it. And just all in all, this was just a great, unique movie. It's one of those movies that you, if it's, it's comedy, but you ain't laughing too much at it after, or you're not laughing too much during it, but you're you know still laughing. But when it comes to the end of the movie, you just got that feeling like, dang, this was just a great movie I just watched. So. Really enjoyed that. Let me see if I have that on my computer. The next at the movie, I watched The Hitman's Bodyguard. Hitman. This was a movie I like to call, you slice it right down the middle. <laughs> the first half was okay. If Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson weren't in it, the movie's whack. <laughs> the second half of the movie, without them, the movie's cool. With them, the movie's good. So it's hard for me to judge the movie because it's just like night and day. You're just watching it like the two actors, they're trying, but it is not working. And then the second half is like, all right, it's starting to work. I got some notes for it. The movie lets you know early on the CGI is trash. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. There's a funny scene about how Kincaid, that's Samuel Jackson, how he met his wife, Sonya, which is played by Selma Hayek. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character, Ken K, gets shot in the leg early in the film, limps throughout the movie, but in between those limps, he does crazy stuff like <laughs> does some uh, jumps from far away, like, 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 I can't even explain it. He just does fake things that he shouldn't be able to do with a leg injury. 
Um, there's a dope action scene with Ryan Reynolds in a kitchen and then in a tool store. The action of the movie, by it, not by any means, is not great. It's not memorable. It's but it gets better as the movie goes forward. Gary Oldman was barely used in this movie. He was wasted. But ever since he made those racist comments he made a couple years ago, he ain't <laughs> yeah. been getting the same work. Um, Jackson and Reynolds, they have great chemistry. So they were the reason why this movie stayed afloat. If they weren't in it and you put other two different actors in it and keep the plot the same, it ain't working. Like, uh, would be a good replacement. Uh. Like Ryan Phillippe. No. And Romney Malco. No. <laughs> for one, I don't want to see Romney Malco do action movies. <laughs> That's He's due just... for a little black action movie. He's going to be Spawn. <laughs> that would be awful. I'd rather, I'd rather Tyrese take that as a consolation prize <laughs> since, it's taking, since it's taking forever for him to get yeah. Green Lantern. Just take what you can, jeez. Yeah, that's what you really need to do. Yeah, so this movie just—I guess it just got better, and or it got better as it went along. But that first half was very underwhelming. And I was looking at this movie like Patrick Hughes, which I believe is the director's name. Uh, he's he's the guy who's going to be doing, I believe, the Raid remake for the U.S. Oh, so the action this better have been good. No, that's what had me worried. Yeah, he, he's like your generic. For one, don't quote me on this, because he could easily not be directing those movies. But, <laughs> from my, my knowledge, I'm about 60% sure he's doing those. And I was watching this. Like, his action is too gener- generic to do those those movies. If you ain't seen The Raid or The Raid Redemption, or was that? Raid Redemption and Raid Barandal. Okay. Yeah, I definitely don't know what that is. But um, <laughs> I think it's called Raid 2 in my book. Yeah. The action in that movie is legendary. It's classic. It's crazy. So when you see the action that this guy has done, he's done like an Expendables movie. He's done something else. His action is on the generic level. Oh, yeah, I hate that stupid fake virus that always pops up when I'm trying to download my music. Yeah, that's I'm not even I'm not even down like doing nothing. I'm not yeah. downloading a uh, movie or nothing. Yeah, you gotta like force hit the X multiple times and it'll go away. This is spam prevention out there for y'all. This little side segment. But yeah, so I was thinking, I was watching, I was like, this has got me a little worried that if he's actually doing these movies. And then I was thinking, like, the perfect director to do the Raid movies would be one of the John Wick directors. Mm -hmm. Guy who did John Wick 2 or the guy who did Atomic Blonde. They would be the perfect directors to do this remake, even though there shouldn't be a remake. Yeah. There's no need. They came out here. Yeah. But if we're forced to get one, those would be the perfect directors to do it because they're not too big. They were stunt. They've done a lot of movies. Like, they worked on a bunch of movies as, like, the second directors or, like, the stunt coordinators or whatever. They. They even did stuff like Civil War and just a bunch of movies I didn't even think they were a part of. They were a part of those. So they know how to do action if they don't know how to do anything else. So the last movie I watched, which was continuing my Blu-ray marathon, was The Town with your boy Ben Affleck, Jeremy Renner, Rebecca Hall, Blake Lively, John Always Goes Ham. Uh... Uh (laughs) And some other people. 
if we listen back to this and we lost some audio, it that's very well possible. <laughs> now, how long have we lost it? Mm, probably about twenty something seconds. Oh, but it, I, I, <laughs> I'm thinking. I don't know yet. It was still recording, but the way it looks. That's going to be hilarious. But uh, at least it's not like three minutes. Yeah. Like I was about to think. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, the town is probably my favorite Ben Affleck movie. It's great. It's probably his best performance. I would say it's also Jeremy Renner's best performance. This is an enjoyable movie. The movie kind of reminds me of <laughs> Set It Off. It literally ends in a set it off way. You got your, <laughs> you got your four bank robbers. Mm-hmm. The last bank job goes wrong. They all die except for one, and they die in like similar manners. But I like the twist this story went with, where the the bank robbery the movie starts out with Ben Affleck's character gets in a relationship with the girl that was a part or one of the victims, I guess you could say, in the bank robbery, and you know go around hiding it from her and all those little side situations. So I thought that element to the story was dope, made it good. Blake Lively. She gets lost in her performance because you look at her and forget that's her because you're used <laughs> to her playing more clean up, cleaned up characters yeah. up until this point. So I thought she did a great job. You know, triple duty Affleck is what they should call him because, you know, he wrote, directed, acted. I don't like the way that name sounds. Triple duty A. Um, huh. He did a great job with all those aspects of the movie. Movie gets going from jump. There's Boston accents. There's that Boston Boston grittiness that all Boston movies seem to have. So it's just a great movie. I definitely enjoy it all the way, still all the way up to this day. And this movie came out like what seven years ago. So if you ain't never seen The Town, go watch it before you see the next Justice League or whatever. So you can look at <laughs> Ben Affleck in a good light. All right, before we get started on some topics for this episode, I got a couple past episode reflections. Uh, apologies for the, like we already said, the technical difficulties that were occurring last episode. They were nice, loud, and painful. <laughs> but we, unless y'all want to start a Kickstarter for us to get some new equipment, we just need a cord. Hey, yeah, a couple dollars for a cord. Kickstarter us a cord. Hey, <laughs> um, we were talking about your boy, Corin Quarren Pender, Storm the, P, the man of many hats, but I kept calling him Quan. Um, And then lastly, we were talking about the Teen Choice Awards and how they nominated Bella Thorne for a movie that hasn't been released yet, Amityville The Awakening. Now, I just want to give you some some details on this movie. (laughs) First up, the movie has been released, but but it was only released in Russia. It was released in Russia in July. Let me give you a... Some history on this film real quick. Yikes. A trailer was released in August 2014. <laughs> Dang. There was a new trailer released February 2016. Hmm. The film was originally supposed to be released January 2nd, 2015. But then in September 2014, a month after the trailer was released, it was removed from the schedule. In May 2015, it was released. The movie would come out in April of 2016. Uh, Filmyard Holdings sold Miramax to this B 
behind being Media Group in 2016. So Miramax was no longer the production company for Amityville. So then the release date was set for April 2016. They should have just gave up. But then it was delayed due to the responses it was getting from test screenings. Oh, my gosh. And it was given a new release date, January 6, 2016. Then on December, or 2017, I'm sorry, January 6, 2017. Then December 16th of 2016, the film was pushed back (laughs) to June 30th of 2016. Or 2017, I'm sorry. And then on June 7th, 2017, the, the movie was once again pulled from its release date. Now, over here, it has a release date that has yet to be determined. But, like I said, it has been released in Russia. It made $580,000. It will be released Uh in the Philippines. Oh, it already was released in the Philippines on August 2nd. So, this movie was nominated for an American award show. Without being released yeah. in the states and barely being released overseas, they really reached Teen Choice Awards. You guys have some explaining to do. <laughs> now back to the show. You yeah. got anything you want to start out with for this episode? Yeah, I mean that that threw me off. Just the, that timeline, the fact that they need to give up because, and for one, when did Shake It Up end? <laughs> That's that's the question. Let me Google <laughs> Shake It Up, which is a show that starred Bella Thorne and Zendaya. Very tall Zendaya. Shake It Up. While we look that up, I can attempt to... Shake It Up ended in 2013. Okay, so... Dang. That was longer... Uh, that was earlier than I thought it ended. Yeah, the show lasted only three seasons. 73 episodes, though. Usually it's either years. three seasons or a hundred episodes. They went ahead and like we ain't gonna make it these, <laughs> these last twenty seven. I wonder what made them switch because then Zendaya ended up getting her own show on Disney, which it has to have been close to a hundred on that new show. That probably because she did it like right after this show, and it's still going and it's two thousand seventeen. So yeah, it's probably at a hundred. Show got some pretty bad reviews though. <laughs> We got a 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb. TV.com gave it a 4.3 out of 10. So, yeah, that was a show strictly for children. And on that note, y'all know what this means. Start it. Nathan on the track. Start it from the bottom, now we're here. Time for America's favorite game. Where I name actors for him to guess a movie, starting at the number 10 actor and going up. This week, your first actor is Samuel Jackson. The Avengers. <laughs> nope. Avengers Age of Ultron? Nope. Iron Was Man. he in that movie? Yeah, okay. when they went to the farm. It has been a long time he's, since he's... <laughs> especially because he's not in these Avenger movies. That's, and, he, and he's starting to get mad. He's starting to really voice his opinion how dare they put him in a Black Panther... Or how dare they make a Black Panther movie. All black cast and I put yeah, Samuel Jackson. He's not in it. He's not in the Avengers movie, which is probably the most weird. He says he's not even in uh, Captain Marvel. He hasn't seen a, a contract, a script, or anything yet. Yeah, it's over. Huh. <sighs> 
Marvel really be just dogging dudes and still getting away with it. <laughs> Whatever, that's what happens when your movies is good. Uh, not Iron Man. Is it Iron Man? Nope. Iron Man 2? Nope. <laughs> next. Your next name is Marianne Jean Baptiste. Next. Jay Baruchel. I feel like this is one of them early joints where he was blending in with the surrounding cast. <laughs> next. Um, Jennifer L. Oh my gosh, I don't know who that is. Are you bold enough to just call yourself Jennifer L. Next. Uh, Michael Kenneth Williams, aka Michael K. Williams, who played a lady in two movies. Was it? I feel like it was because <laughs> it was. What was that movie Triple called Nine. Triple Nine? Damn, I f- oh no, it was just that he was a useless role in uh when the bow breaks. Oh yeah, that when the bow breaks was full of uh useless roles. Romney Malco <laughs> being the number one. <laughs> uh, Michael Kenneth Williams. Next. Jackie Earl Haley. Nah, this could be any movie because he. <laughs> next, Abby Cornish. Dang. Next, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, Samuel Jackson. Oh, is this? Uh, what's it called? RoboCop. Yep, the RoboCop remake. Did we just do this one? Probably. <laughs> It's hard I, to keep up with these because I Samuel, still couldn't get it. Samuel Jackson <laughs> keeps being in movies. I got it quicker this time, and I got to this through Gary Oldman and Samuel Jackson both being in another movie together. Oh yeah. Um, let me see. I was about to say what movie they just do recently, but Hitman's <laughs> Bodyguard. That's how yeah. wasted Gary Oldman was. <laughs> All right, real quick, I do have another one. Oh yeah, I remember how. I, nope, nope. Forget it, I'll do this movie then. Here, this is another movie that it's possible that I've done already. Let's see if I can get it early then. Ned Eisenberg. Nope. <laughs> Next. Nine, Darren Goldstein. Next. Eight, Robert John Burke. Next. Seven, Tomas Arana. Next. Six, Johnny Whitworth. Next. Five, Anna Friel. Next. Four, Andrew Howard. Next. Three, Abby Cornish. I can't put a face to that name, but I know who it is. Next. Robert De Niro. I feel like I got caught in this this trap before. <laughs> I was like, what movie is Robert De Niro leading? Or he's really carrying the movie by himself. Next. And number one. Oh, we got the one already? <laughs> <laughs> number one. Bradley Cooper. Oh yeah, we did do this one. This is a uh, what is that movie called? Where he takes the pill and get real focused. We're we're going. We're just doing the. the uh, what, is that movie, what is that movie called? Uh, movie goes by the name. It had a television program spinoff. Yeah, I can't think of the name, but yeah, we did this one already. Limitless. Yeah. All right, let me try to do one that we haven't done. I feel like we may have done similar movies, and they all blur together. Let me see. I'm really, I'm going to do it. What's a good movie to do? Let me freestyle while I'm looking. Yeah, looking for a movie. (sighs) Coming through real groovy. Groovy. Okay, that was bad. See? (laughs) You about to become one of the mumble rappers. Mumble, 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 mumble. A lot of mumbo jumble. 
I mean, nah, that's too easy, because once I get to Alex Rowe, oh, you know what movie yeah, it would be. Yeah, that could be one movie. Um, I'm looking at a movie I've seen recently by the name of Landline. This movie hasn't even made a million dollars at the box office yet. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> no one seems to care about Chris Brown, because his movie, his little uh, documentary, whoever, made 693000 at the box office. A movie I've been looking forward to seeing, Ingrid Goes West. Can, it's letting me know it's not coming out anywhere near me because it's only made 440000 Brigsby right. Bear has made 337000 and they have the audacity to put that in a big theater. <laughs> um, anything else that's standing out on this box office thing? We talked about Kate. Up. Beckinsale. Katie Beck. A couple episodes ago, her movie that I want to see, The Only Living Boy in New York, that's at 163000 I'm taking forever to find a movie. That's pretty bad. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just hold on, we're going home. Going home. Just hold on, we're going home. Go. Oh yeah, speaking of long pauses... Last episode where we were laughing at a oh, yeah. name I tried to pronounce. Yeah, that laugh went on for so long <laughs> I had to edit it because <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> like this sounds. We literally were laughing for a while. Number ten, Vincent Pastore. Next, Frankie Faison. Next, <laughs> Ruperto Vanderpool. Next, Farrah Fawcett. I don't know if that could be uh, Charlie's Angels. I don't know. <laughs> Next. Megan Good. This isn't The Unborn, is it? Nope. <laughs> it's not Saw. It's not uh, Stomp the Yard. <laughs> it's not Anchorman 2. It's not Waist Deep. <laughs> what other movies has Megan Good done? Next. Jonathan Silverman. I don't like where this is going. Next. Jennifer Lewis. Oh. <laughs> this has to be You Got Served. Nope. What? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Next. Tim Meadows. The Cookout? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why did I say You Got... Uh-oh. Starting back up. Yes, it was the cookout. Why did I think... When you said Jennifer Lewis, I don't know why I started thinking of uh, Claire from My Wife and Kids. Nope. Jennifer Lewis from Blackish and other thousand other black shows. Speaking of uh, Claire from My Wife and Kids, you know that show Tales on BT? Mm-hmm. I got three episodes. The episode with... Oh, I want to say. Um, the... What was the, what was the first episode? Whatever the racist episode was, where <laughs> the blacks and the whites switch spots. Mm-hmm. The episode with the Meek Mill song with the rapper. The one with the Biggie lyric, or I got a story to tell. I think they only literally had three episodes and stopped showing it. I the haven't show's read. not on? It hasn't had a new episode in at least a month. 
Is that why 50 Cent was making fun of them? Was it? <laughs> I, li- I I was looking online to see if that's how the episode was, the, the show count was supposed to be. I didn't even see if Irv Gotti said anything about it only being three episodes. Dang. They just made no mention of it, which I thought was weird, but I ain't complaining. Um, all right. Yeah, it's time to move on. This, this episode felt choppy. <laughs> that's what happened with stupid technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm starving, so... <laughs> I got the biggest urge for some Donato's pizza. They got 20% off today, I believe. And we got coupons. I think they do. All right, so before we start talking about what to get to, for dinner, so I it didn't I didn't realize, but this is technically the end of the summer box office season because this week all you got coming out is Leap and the Birth of a Dragon. Nobody wants to see Leap. Next, you have nothing. And then I think we don't have anything good coming out till It, which is in a couple weeks. So, that got me thinking, let's time to do some summer, 2017 summer box office reflections. Now, before we get dive into it a tad bit, what is your overall scope on what this summer has been uh, when it comes to movies? Uh, I just think about the Marvel movies that came out, if those all count as summer. Yeah, you got Guardians of the Galaxy and Spider-Man. Yep, so... So when you think of this and baby driver and what right. else? So when you think of the summer 2017, that's what comes to your mind. Yep, them movies mainly. What comes to my mind is lackluster, because <laughs> there's been a lot of bombs, and mainly those movies you said are like only the few that will you'll take away from this summer. But I'm about to read a list of some of the major movies that major blockbusters and movies that came out this summer, and then we're gonna go from there. So first, you got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, mm-hmm. King Arthur, Alien Covenant, Ooh, King Arthur, <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, <laughs> Baywatch, okay. Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. The Mummy, All Eyes on Me, <laughs> I forgot about that movie, Rough Night, okay. Transform- Transformers: The Last Night, Despicable Me Three, The House, okay. Baby Driver. Sp- Spider Man Homecoming. Great movie. War for the Planet of the Apes. Great, okay. Dunkirk. Okay. Girls Trip. Mm-hmm. Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Now we're back down. Atomic Blonde. Alright. The I'll Dark Tower. Back down. Annabelle Creation. Mm. And that's where you stop. Now when you hear that list, would you have to say this has been a good okay or subpar summer? I'd say Okay, just for the fact that the highs are real, real high, but the lows are low, <laughs> so that's why it puts it at the little okay mark for me. All right, now I'm about to do uh, this. Just a quick, real difficult trivia. Now I got the box, the summer box office right here. Just give me a wild guess. What do you think so far the tenth highest grossing movie during the summer is? And it's one of those movies I listed. I feel like it's Girls Trip or something. <laughs> that is spot on. It is Girls, it is girls Trip at $104 million. Yeah. Dang. All right, let's see if you do Psychic. Let's see if you can get the next one. What's the 15th highest grossing movie of the summer right now? And I will say it's a movie that wasn't on that list. You said it wasn't? Yeah. What came out? I feel like the next thing I will be a dead giveaway. <laughs> I've seen this movie. I talked about it on the show recently. Recently? 
Dang, why can't I remember? This movie was related to a punishment that we just gave recently. I know it wasn't the Emoji Movie. Yep. The Emoji (laughs) Movie sitting at $71.8 million. All right, now one more. Let me give a movie that I have mentioned. What is sitting at the uh, 24th spot on the list? And it is a movie I did name. Kind of like a rough night, Phil. Nope. Rough night made less than that. It made, it was just, it's at, sitting at 29. Oh. This oh. movie was out for 20 weeks or two months and only was able to pull in $39.2 million. So this, is, this is one of the ones. This is something along the lines of. Yeah, boy, oh boy, did it not make its money back. Uh, let, me, let me, hold on. Let me, I want to think. It's a bomb. I seen this movie. Transformers Last Night or nothing. Nah. Or something like the Pirates of the Caribbean. Nope. But you in that realm? Think of worse. (laughs) (laughs) What could possibly have been? This was a big box office move or big budget shouldn't have been. Came out early in the summer. I don't think. Like right after Guardians of the Galaxy. Let me. Right after Guardians of the Galaxy. Like King Arthur? Yep. <laughs> King Arthur. I'm like, let me try to think of all the. <laughs> that bombed at $31.2 million. And his budget was in the hundreds, I believe. So quickly before we um, talk more about this, the top 10 was Wonder Woman, which is annoying. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Okay. Spider Man Homecoming. Despicable Me 3, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, no! <laughs> Dunkirk, no! Cars 3, no! War for the Planet of the Apes, Transformers The Last Night, and no! Girl Strip. Alright, so, Yikes. what has, what would you say the best movie of the summer has been? Probably Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming? Alright, what would you say... Uh, another one. Baby Driver. Alright. Me, I would put Spider-Man, Homecoming, and Guardians of the Galaxy up there. Yeah, that's probably my three. Or tie it for two. Because those movies are great. Um, I'll be trying I'll be trying to knock Marvel movies down a peg, but somehow they it's just they, they just don't, and I'm not going <laughs> to fight it. I'm not going to force it. Even though last year a Marvel movie wasn't my favorite movie, but we might, we you never know, we might switch things up this year, might do the same, you never know. All right, from what you've seen, what has been the worst movie of the summer? Worst movie of the summer, probably Valerian, <laughs> City of a Thousand Planets. That was, was kind of booba. That was pretty duke. Uh, if I had to say, from just those movies. The big movies that we listed. Valerian's up there. Dark Tower was worse. Yeah, um, I have seen that. King Arthur was up there. Uh, I think those are... Circle didn't come out in the summer, did it? Nah, that okay, was like just in... making sure. I think like in March or something. Yeah. Something like that. So yeah, without pegging one in particular movie, I'll put it between King Arthur, The Dark Tower, Valerian. Two 
two big budget joints. One <laughs> did you know tried to scale it back, but wanted to be like a big budget joint. And all three of those just bombed all the way around. <laughs> it, was, it was all trash. And I guess they had like a a, a good lead going for them too, with Charlie Hunnam, mm-hmm. Dane DeHaan before this year, and Idris and Matthew McConaughey. So uh, that's that's sad. <laughs> all right, what would you say the biggest surprise of the summer was? Probably go to, uh, yeah, I say go to Baby Driver again. Because I didn't expect Ansel Elgert yeah. to be good in a movie and star in a great movie. Yeah, I thought I, I expected Edgar Wright to yeah, bring. Yeah, I knew some the movie was gonna be good, but Ansel. Uh, yeah, I thought he was gonna really try his hardest to fight back with all his negativity. <laughs> so you say, Baby Driver, you got another one that's maybe not so uh, obvious as that one. Other movies I either expected to be good or they weren't good, so I can't <laughs> think of one. All right, if I had to get, give one that wasn't Baby Driver, I would probably say, and I'm trying to use surprise as in it was actually a good surprise, I would... This is tough. I would say I was surprised... That the guy who played Tupac actually did a decent job <laughs> playing Tupac. The movie itself was up and down. The script was trash. But I was surprised that he actually did a good job. He was a little over the top in some moments. But if I was really alive around the time Tupac was going, he seemed like an over-the-top figure from what I've seen. So I would say I was surprised by that. And I was surprised that... Will Poulter in Detroit oh, yeah. did a much better job than I would have anticipated he would have done. So I'm gonna go with those two individuals. I'm gonna try to recreate uh, Tupac's death scene in sound effects. <laughs> All right. And that's my re- <laughs> and in credits my re- en- reenactment of Tupac passing away. That'll be a spot on uh, reenactment of how the movie went. Just add the credits at the end. All right, what would you say uh, your biggest disappointment of the summer is? Uh, maybe the house. Okay, I thought it was gonna be funnier. Or no, nah, no, nah, I knew Valerian wasn't gonna be good. <laughs> I go with like the house or Captain Underpants, something weird like that. <laughs> right. So you say though, I the house was definitely up there, but then I wanted it to be funny, but I kind of had a a hinge that it wouldn't be that funny. But I was disappointed how unnoticeable Amy Poehler was in that movie. <laughs> that was annoying. My biggest disappointment, um, Transformers: The Last Night. That was just disappointing because they haven't changed their movies at all <laughs> from the first four. That was sad. Oh, yeah, I'll put for biggest surprise. I'll put Girls Trip. I wasn't expecting that movie to be as funny as it was. Um, but back to disappointment. The Mummy, I was disappointed in that. I'm testing out a new sound effect. The Mummy, I'll put as one of the biggest disappointments because Tom Cruise was on a winning streak when it comes to his action movies. Before uh, Jack Reacher 2. <laughs> so I was hoping like maybe he'll get back to it with the mummy. But no. 
Um, Baywatch was also a disappointment because when you have my boy Zachy E, Dwayne Johnson, and Alexandra Daddario in it, I personally expected more, but didn't get it. Yeah. Um, I know you're going to go see uh, The Layover when that comes yes, out. Yes, I'm going to see it. I don't expect it to be funny, but I'm going to see it. But I, I would put those as my biggest disappointments without, you know, uh, getting down on exactly one because those are all pretty, pretty disappointing. All right. Anything with the summer you want to say before we move on? Because we mm-hmm. we about to hit this sabbatical where we take a break and then we slowly transition to award season and start getting yeah. those fall dramas and then big action spectacle here and there, scary movies like it, which is looking really good and it's predicted to make about fifty, sixty million dollars opening weekend, which is crazy. <laughs> uh, Saw or Jigsaw's coming out. My my emotions are going to be topsy turvy. And then, you know, in the summer on, like, Thor and Star Wars. So, hopefully the fall is a, as, is going to be better yeah. than what the summer has given us. Yeah. This is my time to catch up on stuff. All right. Moving on. Michael B. talk time. Michael B. is... Why'd you press what that button? in the world? Why'd you press that button? I'm not the one with the sound you said, effects. You said Michael B. Uh, and then whistle. I think I don't even think that was a sound effect. I, th- I nah, sound like that was yo, you. That, that like, was clearly that you. That sound like yo whistle. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was. Uh, that sounds like yo whistle, but I'm not judging. Nah. Be who you gonna be, love who you gonna love. You literally went Michael B. <laughs> that's what I heard. I ain't never made a kiss sound in my yeah. life. Yeah. Dang. Only thing I do is kiss my teeth. Getting that dirty, dirty. That's some <laughs> Drake lines. Batman. Dun it, dun You sleeping on gigs. Oh, man. Anywho, Franklin. Turtle. Show. Taco. Mexican. Antonio Banderas. Zorro. Throw for a loop. Throw for a loop. Stab. Uh. A diss? <laughs> <laughs> jockey? And you didn't say disc. That's a play on words. Diss jockey? <laughs> you didn't say fine. That's a play on Horse. words. Race? Black? People? Humans? Aliens? Spaceships? Space Jam? <laughs> Michael Jordan? I was about to say. Bring a song back to Michael B. Jordan and when you went. Never did. You keep putting sound with me. I don't be doing that type of stuff. Hey, anyway, back to your man crush every day. Michael B. Jordan yeah, is. I don't know that. <laughs> it talks to star in a bittersweet life. This movie would be about. Him playing a mobster who becomes conflicted after being ordered to kill his mistress. And they're looking at this to be like a high high concept, character driven film. And your boy Lee Byung Hun starred in the original film. This would be taken from. What movie was he just in? I mean, he could have been in the raid, he could have been Jackie Chan's stunt double. Oh, Magnificent Seven. Uh, okay, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is a this is based off a Korean flick that came out in two thousand and five. 
Better be careful doing a Korean film. Your food gonna sound like. <laughs> so, you looking forward to this Michael B movie? I'm always looking forward to finally seeing him in a movie. Yeah, it feels like he hasn't done a movie in playing a mobster. Yeah, how believable is that? How believable that sounds is that? Crazy. So I'm not sure about that, but I'm sh- I'm sure he'll act well in it. But also, a monster. He's gonna <laughs> slick his hair back. He's gonna look crazy he, in this he movie. He grows his hair out for another row. I don't know if I can take that. Oh, that man. what's going on feeling again? Because that hair he was growing out for Black yeah, Panther. That was too worrisome. Before the trailer, I was wondering what's going on. But speaking of Michael B. Jesse T. That don't even feel right. Jesse T. He's playing another person's son. Yeah. He's going to star in Son of Shaft. Now, this is what confuses me. He's going to play the son of Of, Shaft. Who is the nephew of Shaft? I don't don't know if they're saying... This is what is confusing me. Because Samuel Jackson, in the quote-unquote reboot, played the... Nephew, yeah, the nephew of the real Shaft, Shaft. John Shaft. So is Jesse T. Usher of John Shaft? I think he's the son of the nephew of Shaft. That will make sense. But they also said that all three of them are going to be in this movie. Yeah, so dad, nephew, nephew son, Jesse T. Usher. I I just I'm just hoping he's playing Samuel Jackson's son. Because if he's playing the other one's son, that is not a believable law. Because that means that guy, he has to be at least 70-something right now. Yeah, and he had his kid at 50. Yeah, so I mean, I (laughs) guess, but it's awkward. And Samuel Jackson is very old as well. So him playing the nephew and that person still. Yeah, that's one, and, of, them, that's one of them situations where your nephew older than you. Oh, no, these, these, these timelines are sounding crazy. <laughs> so even if we didn't get the whole structure right, it's still confusing. Yeah. But should Michael B. have played this role? And not- Anytime one of these black legacy roles come up, <laughs> it's got to be Michael B. But when you can't get Michael B., Get Jesse T. Yeah, I get Jesse T. Same thing happened in Independence Day Resurgence. It clearly should have been Michael B. Can't get Michael B. Would you have won, based off what you've seen? Now I'm glad he didn't yeah. do it. If I say even with the bomb and all, would you have still want Michael B. to be in it? Never. And then Michael B. was kind of up for a Star Wars role. John, I'm assuming John Boyega's role. So would you have why have that been Michael B. or let Joey B. Johnny uh, B. I'm sorry. Jo- who is Joey B? Oh, I know who that is. <laughs> One uh, NBA 2K soundtracks. Well, yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take Michael B in a Star Wars, but Michael B wasn't going to take that $1,000. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're going to chump me. <laughs> That's right when the negotiations ended. They're like, so how about we slide you this uh, 50000 Yeah, that nah. wasn't about to happen. You ain't about to hit me with them, that Storm P money. Hey. Is he in jail? Does he I need something on his books? I have no clue. I should at him the last episode, see if he appreciates really us he got talking Twitter. Um, all right, so you say you'd rather have Michael B. play the son of Shaft over Jesse T. Yep, because then you can make a little franchise out of it. Jesse T. ain't going to give you a franchise. <laughs> Michael B. barely can make, give you a franchise, and yeah, that's just, only because uh, Creed 2 ain't out. I didn't like what I saw with Dolph, Lug- Dolph Lundergan, whatever his name is, t- Instagram, and now he's training for this role. <laughs> I don't like where Creed 2 is going. Who's going to fight uh, Michael B? I think his son is going to fight him. Oh, Lord. Who's going to play his son? Christoph Porzingis? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I have no clue, but I just don't like where this is going. I already said yeah. I don't like that Sylvester Stallone wrote it. So hopefully uh, Ryan Coogler really is going to be hands-on when it comes to producing that, where he can I touch the so. script up. Like, nah, he wouldn't say this. He wouldn't say this. He wouldn't say this. And he wouldn't say this. But, um, all right, so Jesse T, you just going to keep taking Michael B's seconds and his <laughs> scraps. And hopefully you can build a nice career off of that. Is there only two of them? Michael B and Jesse T. Again, only two black young actors. And Johnny B. Yeah, but he like a different lane. When you're thinking of your, who we need to be in this urban movie, it ain't John Boyega. Yeah, John Boyega. John Boyega ain't the, got the edge up for he it. Play, he plays the Uncle Tom, yeah. as we saw in Detroit, kind of. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to dude, action, young dudes, it's just them Chadwick could he could attempt to play a young dude, yeah, but he's Chadwick's almost 40. Four, I think he uh, is 40. Yeah. Only Derek so, Luke gave up. Yeah, he's chunky now. And he did Biker Boys. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you got Andre. No, Corey Hawkins, I mean. I almost called him Andre Hawkins. Nope, he ain't got it. <laughs> he failed at 24. He didn't there's, look like an action star. They're still trying to reboot that show. They need to stop. Yeah, come up with like a new concept, like 36 or something. 48. Hey, day and a half. <laughs> that's not even... Yeah, that's a half. <laughs> My math was about to be real <laughs> trash. <laughs> Uh, all right, moving on, kind of Star Wars related transition. I flow with the, I flow with the effect. <laughs> An Obi Wan Kenobi spinoff has been announced. No! Also, a Jabba the Hutt spinoff is being no! considered. No! 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 First up, which spinoff are you more excited about? Um, it gotta be uh, Obi Wan, cause that job with a hut. No, thank you. <laughs> All right, two. Should what is how you pronounce his name? Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Is that uh? So you think he should play Obi Wan, or do you think they should go with somebody else? It would be very weird that there would be three different actors that play <laughs> Obi Wan, cause the only way it should be a different one is if they do it. Before the prequels. So that's even yeah. further back. And that way you can uh, cast, like, who's the dude that was in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, the young boy? Oh, Br- Britain Thwaites or something yeah, you like can that? Get somewhere like him or <laughs> just somebody who's not the star actor. But then if y'all just doing something that was around that prequel time, even though he looks older, you got to go with him. Okay. Now. Also, just along those lines of the. Han Solo movie, uh, Donald Glover just performed at the Dave Chappelle show, Full Beard. Are they, did they finish filming this movie? I have no clue what's going on with that. Because I see him with beard, mustache, no mustache, all in different periods, like in like one close period of time. So I have yeah, no clue so what's going maybe on. Maybe it's just different little scenes in the movie or something because he had a beard. Maybe Ron Howard came in and said, you know, uh, I know... What's his name? Is supposed to have a mustache, but let's go ahead and either cut it off or add full beard. I'm I'm going with something different here. All right, so for Job of the Hut, if they do make that movie, who do you think should play Job of the Hut? Maybe like uh, <laughs> she would win Oscar. Her or what's the other big Chrissy fellow who just Metz? <laughs> <laughs> who's the who's the big fella? Uh, he just played a blob in Valerian. 
John Goodman? Yeah. <laughs> he actually be good because he, he got the voice acting abilities. <laughs> he can act. Or should Vin Diesel do verse, voice work and let some random fatty do the, <laughs> the mocap for it? Nah, I got to be John Goodman. That's good. Vin Diesel would. He would do something awful with it. <laughs> I don't feel like watching him promote the movie. That's the thing, because he gets the same weird stuff. If he promoted a Star Wars movie, he would get the bragging. I mean, he part of Fast, Fast and Furious. Furious, Car Wars, and Star Wars. <laughs> and then he would, then he would start lying, saying we got a, a spinoff or a crossover movie between Jabba Star Dabba Wars to that car. <laughs> Star Wars and really Fast and Furious. This next, the one after this coming up one, he, he the showed. climax of it needs to be. Dominic Toretto kills uh, Kylo Ren. <laughs> he goes back in time. Uh-huh. Inches in the Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, he already showed what they can do with their lightsaber esque battle with them uh, Pieces wrenches of car. and cars <laughs> in Furious 7. You need to get back to that type of shenanigans in the next Fast and Furious movie. Uh-huh. I also read that that live action Star Wars, not Star Wars, Fast and the Furious play or whatever they got coming out to the stage. Oh, yeah. He's going to be starring on it. Starring in it. I don't know what that means. Uh, Does not compute. I don't know if, like, they're shooting stuff and then doing, like, car stunts Maybe it's by like themselves. The, the Universal Studios ride that I got on where you just ride around and then yes. Michelle Rodriguez and all of them is yeah, doing stuff. Maybe, because he said he's going to be doing it. And this, this thing is traveling to a city near you when it gets to coming out, I believe. If he travels with this... <laughs> We're getting him on the podcast when he comes to whatever <laughs> yeah, city. I'll have to talk to him. Like, what's going on, my brother? Your career is not in the dumps. Why are you doing this? All right, yeah. so so we're going Ewan McGregor for Obi-Wan. John Goodman for, for John Jabba the Hutt. But Gabourey Sudebay as a stunt double. Could be. She could do the intense rolls. <laughs> the slugging across the, the ground. no pun intended rolls. <laughs> Does Jabba the Hutt even move? I, I feel can. like he doesn't. How are we going to make a movie that, sit around? Yeah, that would be, if that'd you don't be a really boring movie. movie. Was he skinny at one point? Right. Did he just get fat over like the stress of owning that little <laughs> bar or club or whatever he owned? Oh, sexy girl. <laughs> yeah, so. Okay on the Disgusting. Obi-Wan movie. X-Nay. Yeah. On the job of the hut. Unless y'all going to make job of the hut some type of main villain. And create a new hero? Or have him walking around, running around, <laughs> being a hero, doing stuff. Was he skinny at one point? That's what I was that's A little what I'm thin jobber? Is, is this their way of saying we're going to reboot the blob? <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but all the characters, that's a, that's a hot one. All right, you got anything else you want to touch on before we move on to the punishment segment? Nope, I think that's it. Alright, shout out to the Defenders on Netflix. Go watch that if you ain't watched that yet. Finish that. Eight episodes. They could have they stretched it out to at least ten. Stretch. Alright, so. You got anybody you want to nominate for punishment this week? I haven't seen anybody specifically. I did see my boy Ansel had on a Pikachu costume. He's pushing it. <laughs> my man is pushing it. He's, st- he's still one of my favorite actors. <laughs> He's doing some he's, stuff. He's testing your uh, your loyalty. <laughs> Especially after I seen him playing basketball. But he, so, he was about to mash it. Yeah, he really was, but that outfit. We're going to find him as like an unlockable character on 2K or something. Or he might be on the 2K story mode. If he was on there, 
If you could start a uh, association with Ansel, yeah, he would be go down as the best player in NBA history. I'm telling you, he's gonna be this year's Michael B. <laughs> the storyline is gonna revolve around him. It's gonna be the same storyline too. Uh huh. No, this with Ansel. <laughs> Orange juice. <laughs> I ain't passing Ansel the ball. I barely wanted to pass they, yeah. Juice Simmons or whatever his name was. They've been very quiet with this story mode on this, this one. It's probably going to be feeling, trash. I have a feeling there's not one on here. <laughs> it's probably going to be trash. Oh, man. I mean, I barely played the one as is. Uh-huh. I went from skipping 2016 altogether, not playing it <laughs> once, to playing this one, getting through like maybe not even half a season. We're going to see. Maybe I'll get through a full season with this one. Oh, man. All right, so you have nobody you want to nominate? Nah. All right, then punishment this week is going to a uh, director sla- or by the name of Jordan Vogue-Roberts. I don't know. Oh, I know who that is. He directed uh, Kings of Summer, whatever that movie was called. Yep, and Skull Island. Yeah. This guy went on a rant on Twitter on August 16th about the YouTube channel Cinema Sins. Oh, Lord, I can imagine what he said. Now, I don't know if you guys, know, or you lady, or and or gentleman, yeah. what, whoever, whatever the one person who's listening to this is. Shout out to Brazil. Brazil, Boston. Boston. If you want to be on the United podcast, Kingdom. hit us up. Let our loyal listeners join in. Yeah. But, yeah, if you haven't heard of Cinema Sins, it's this YouTube channel where there's a lot of YouTube channels that complain about movies. You got Honest Trailers, which is funny. Yeah. They give you a trailer and just point out funny stuff about movies, whether it's a good movie or a bad movie. If it's a bad movie, they're going to go in. If it's just a good movie, they'll point out funny stuff about it. Then you have a bunch of channels that point out what's wrong with movies. Cinema Sins is something that will tell you, it'll say like 116 things wrong with such and such yeah. movie. So for some reason, um, they were the target of Jordan's attack. <laughs> this wasn't one tweet. This wasn't two tweets. This wasn't five. This wasn't ten. This wasn't fifteen. This wasn't twenty. This wasn't thirty. Lord. This wasn't forty. This wasn't fifty. This wasn't sixty. Oh goodness. This dude went on the longest rant about something stupid I've ever I don't want to say ever seen, but I've seen <laughs> recently. Now, I'm trying to find where this all started. Let me get to it. Let me get to it. The first tweet came when Ryan Johnson, who is the director of Looper and the director of the upcoming Star Wars The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. he posted a tweet saying uh, he should be honored by this, but that they... Uh, Cinema Sins recently just did a What's Wrong with such and such one of his movies. So then Jordan tweeted first, our Cinema Sins video is out. What Ryan said is how I feel these vi- these videos are now the length of TV pilots where people tell actual stories. So then he goes on to complain in a thousand tweets about how Cinema Sins is not good satire. <laughs> Their videos went from being about three to seven minutes to now being 20 something minutes long pointing out dumb things that they say are wrong with movies and he went on for so many 
tweets. You can go on this dude's page right now. It actually tripping. It actually starts on August fifteenth, I believe, goes into August sixteenth. So I don't know what this dude was doing, but let me just pinpoint some tweets here. Um, I don't. He has he he has uh, screen grabs from his movie that Cinema Sense was going in on Kong Skull Island, and he responds to the stuff that they're saying like. Let me find a short one. I don't want to have to read. Okay, so on Cinema Sins, there's one scene in Kong Skull Island where they were like, it's sad there are no songs from v- the Vietnam era that don't sound like a song from the Vietnam era cliche in movies anymore. They <laughs> count that as a sin. So he replied and saying, there are songs in this movie, like, and then he uh, put a link up to it, that have never been licensed in, licensed in a film before. You can't just say bleep out loud. So he's just, he's just going through... That whole video, piece in, or piece by piece, complaining about stuff that they said, and given the actual fact for it, since he's the one who made the movie. Then after that, he goes on and just complains and complains. He says, "I love film criticism. I love reading negative reviews. If the author makes compelling and well-written arguments." To anyone who thinks this video makes me mad or hurts me, it doesn't. I just wanted to point out a few obvious examples that are just wrong. So he did that. Then he keeps going on and complains. Complains some more. I would count how many tweets he put out, (laughs) but we would be here for forever. Then he goes on and starts um, pinpointing things that the CinemaSins did with Looper and explaining to them why that's stupid and why those are dumb things to complain about. Mind you, a lot of the stuff that CinemaSins complains about are stupid. (laughs) That's something you can... can, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? You can... I am really blanking on the word I'm trying to think <laughs> Blank of. face. Trey X. You can... Mm. I don't know the word I'm trying to say, but you can talk about that in like a tweet. Maybe a couple tweets. But the Man, amount of... Tripping. But the amount of tweets he went in on... My dude, are you not busy doing anything else? I mean, for here's another example. From Looper, he screen grabbed a piece where the Cinema Sin said... If you can't get past the quote-unquote Bruce Willis prosthetics, congratulations. And it's a scene where they just showed Joseph Gordon-Levitt with prosthetics to make him look like a young Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah. Jordan replied and said, one, this is crazy. This is not a real, crit- real critique, nor a joke, but just saying something mean regardless whether it's true. Stuff like that, you don't gotta pinpoint on multiple different occasions. You don't even gotta do it at all. Because he went for a while in support of Looper. Looper's a great film. I own it on Blu-ray. Dude. But I ain't going to go to bat for it on Twitter when I'm bored. That dude is tripping. I'd rather sit and watch old episodes of My Wife and Kids or re-watch an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that I recently just got done binging. I mean, my like, dude, you got a long beard. You ain't got time to be stressing over things like this. <laughs> Gosh. So... I don't know what was going on with him. So, yeah, just, he might have deleted some off because he had a lot more. But go check out his Twitter page. It's at VOGT Roberts on Twitter. And you can just look at it for yourself. It just seems like a lot of waste of time. He seems like he's a decent director. Go, you know, work on your movies. I know you got a bunch of stuff in the works. You so. one pathetic loser. <laughs> Mr. Jordan, I I'm struggling to pronounce your last name, so I ain't doing that. You don't want to punish me, sir. Go sit in the corner and, you know, take a step away from Twitter and stop watching these YouTube videos and yeah. spend your time Bummer. 
doing other stuff. I, I'm king of wasting time. There's a <laughs> lot of stuff that I could be doing that would further my life that I don't do, and I'd rather do something meaningless. But yeah, this, even I, tripping. even I you wouldn't do movies. this. You had to type all this. There's a lot of typing. That's a couple pages of a script right there. Maybe even like you're 10 ugly, or 20 pages. Ugly, Maybe even more than that. Ugly and your sister ugly. You're just plain old ugly. So you, sir, you are on punishment. Now, time to move on to the Rotten Tomatoes segment of this show. Rotten Tomatoes. We don't got a movie to resolve this week. We will resolve Leap on the next episode. Leap, leap. But the movie that we are going to be predicting for this week is Birth of a Dragon. Another movie that comes out next week. Now, what are you uh, predicting Birth of a Dragon is going to get? For some reason, I'm feeling 63. 63? All right. Birth of a Dragon, 63%. It's a tough one because there's really not like a number that's coming to my head. Birth of a Dragon. You said 63. Let me make sure I get none of that. Okay, so right, you said 63. This is, this is tough. I don't see this being great. I also don't see it being trash. Yeah. Uh, 63 seems cool. I'm about to... Uh, if I had to pinpoint, I'm, I'm finding something in that realm. That was tough. I'm going to say... 55. 55. And that's just because if you can't think of something, you go in the middle. <laughs> so I'm going to give it 55%. And I ain't, I ain't uh, positive on that at all. All right, so we will follow that one up next episode along with Leap. So we're going to have two movies in the next episode that we're going to resolve. All right, any Blu-rays coming out? Let me see. 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 Let me see what's today. Today is the 21st. Which means the movies we have are only one, and that one movie is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Didn't we already do that movie last week? If we did, then there's I, that means I accidentally did the one for this week. Yep, well, yeah, like I said last week, that is a must-own, one of my favorite movies of the year. We already talked about it earlier, so, All yeah. Right, so, yep. Oh, you know, you know that movie, uh, Naked? By Marlon Wayans. Uh huh. It only has six reviews on Rotten Tomatoes right now, but it's sitting at a zero percent. Hmm. <laughs> did I? So that mean? Did I do a snatch last week? Yeah. Okay, just making sure I did this week. This is a movie I want to watch. I I started his show, which I know is going to get canceled because when you throw a black show at the end of the summer and you start showing two episodes a night, uh, they yeah. somehow got uh got a lot of viewers. The okay. first episode. Okay. Well, I hope it proves me wrong because the first episode was cool. Second episode, eh. But I, <laughs> if it kept coming on, I'll still watch it. But let me just read a couple of these reviews from Naked just in case you want to watch this movie on Netflix. <laughs> um, let's place the blame where it squarely belongs. On the moronic premise, Groundhog Day, but he's naked? Why? Lowbrow <laughs> farce with action swearing and partial nudity. 
the fact that Naked isn't, in Hana, isn't a Haunted House 3 is a cause for celebration, but that doesn't magically make the new movie funny or particularly sweet. Mm. So, you know, take that as you may. I don't ever expect Marlon Wayne's movies to get He don't make reviews. those movies for y'all reviewers. He's the black Adam Sandler, so, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to still watch it. I'm going to find it funny. Am I going to watch that work? That's the question. But, all right, <laughs> this has been another episode of... Of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal podcast, which you gonna call it is your boy <laughs> Leo Archibald, young Denzel Ocean. Oof. Platts in the third. Uh, <laughs> I'm really blanking on my names. Slim Nady, aka Slim Pickens, Nady Crosby, Young Caesar, Christ. Uh, who else I is? Um, Belly Rowland, Robert Balmain Jr., Nate Yawine, Nate's bodyguard. Uh, <laughs> Baby Nate, uh, roll. Let them keep on rolling. Boom, 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 boom. You can find all this stuff on SoundCloud.com slash The Great Musical, as well as iTunes if you search the Leo B. Gyllenhaal podcast. It's your boy. Hold on, I want some theme music. Gotta have some theme music. Death Note has a uh, bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes as well. And on that note, as expected, you know what I'm about. AKA Pusha K, AKA Kayanya, fix my life, Van Zant. Yo, what, what? I'm about. Where am I, the guns come out. The guns. Knife guy, booking agent K, young black Philip, Kayanya, Taylor Joy, fossil man, the Fitbit Messiah, Terry Hightower, Chevy K, Course Kojo, the Bernie Mac show is on. Station wagon K. That little boy looks wild. I wonder what he looks like now. <laughs> Chadwick Flossman. Why? So you can look him up on Instagram, oh, follow him, like gosh. all his pics from like two oh, years ago. I don't know what, I don't know where that came from. You know what he said? But, um, but I you specifically said, say, you specifically said, I'm interested in what he looks like now. Yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to put the 50 over, <laughs> whatever he's talking about. Uh huh. Also, Kyrie's. Now let's see if I can get the lyrics and sing it over this. Okay. Sweet lady, would you be mine? My sweet love for a lifetime. I'll be there when you need me. Just call and receive me. Let's go. The nonsense in the background was distracting. Put <laughs> all my ice. Oh, okay, I'm done with this podcast. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know we gotta end this off. Oh wait. Oh yeah. Ooh, Jack Courtney sucks. Nat Wolf sucks. Uh-huh. Romney Malco sucks. Alex Rose sucks. Uh-huh. Miles Teller. I feel like we ain't even saying Miles Teller. Miles Teller sucks. Uh, 
Shout out to Miles Teller. Finally figured out where you got your blonde hair yeah, from. Yeah, but that's still you still yeah, got that still nose. Still a punishment. <laughs> still a punishment for showing up with it on live TV. And shout out to yeah, Ansel Elgert. TV, I see well. you in uh, Tokyo, living it up. I don't know what you're doing there, but he's there. He is balling. <laughs> he is. He's feeling himself. He had the gold chain on, a Supreme <laughs> shirt on with some cargos. I think. Yeah, soon we're going to see him with a black girl. Yeah. Maybe like uh Maybe he'll dump this girl he's what. Yeah, he, he going to move on to like a Megan Good or something. Yeah. I can't Ansel think of Ansel Elgert and black Megan Good would look crazy. <laughs> I can't think of black yeah, actresses. Like a Ansel and Sonai Lathan. Everybody be real I mean, she, jealous of Ansel. <laughs> I mean, he was, she was with French, so clearly her standards are low. Um, <laughs> all right, we got to end this off with the, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll out of time. Goodbye. Speaking of.